Welcome to another episode of the Bottom Line Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle. Alongside of me is my co-host, Steve. You can catch all our episodes on both Spotify and SoundCloud. If you want to follow us on social media, our Twitter and Instagram handle is at bottomline underscore pod. Don't forget to check out our main sponsor, Always Up to Something, and give them a follow on their Instagram page, at underscore always up to something underscore, to check out all of their recent products. Use promo code TBLPOD for 10% off the entire website. Once again, TBLPOD for 10% off their entire website. All right, welcome to episode 66 of the Bottom Line Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kyle, alongside of me, my co-host, Steve. And we have a very special guest on the pod tonight. We welcome in Jiggy. How you doing? As his phone collapses, what's up, man? How you doing? I made it. I'm, I'm not injured. No earthquakes here. Just <laughs> some phone issues. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Of course. So where where are you at right now? You're in L.A.? Um, I actually I live in uh, New York City, so okay. I come to you from the East Village of Manhattan. Nice. Where, uh, I'm from Long Island, so I'm familiar. Um, so yeah, thank thanks for taking uh, the time to come on here. Um, a lot of I'm sure a lot of our fan base is going to be at least kind of familiar with you and co- some of your content. We, uh, if you're not familiar with us, we kind of have a uh, Mike Stud culture umbrella over our podcast. He's kind of the reason why. We started this podcast to kind of talk about his um, content and then other music and everything. But it was really that was the core of it. So our fan base is kind of going to be familiar with uh, with who you are. But just run through a quick little background, maybe where you're from, kind of how you you got to where you are today. Um, I know we're going to talk about we have a couple of topics we want to run past you, but kind of where how did you get to where you're at? And um, and you'll be able to word it better. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm a, I'm a Boston guy, so I grew up outside of Boston. I'm a stand-up comedian, uh, podcaster myself, and um, but you know, stand-up is my bread and butter. So uh, I started doing stand-up about 11 years ago in college down in Florida. I played baseball down there for uh, for four years, so I have that Michelle stud. Uh, we we share. We were both pitchers. He threw a little harder than I did. I, okay. He actually had, he actually could have went pro. I was like very lucky to play four years. I played like left cool. bench most of the time. I mostly raked the infield. <laughs> <laughs> I was like very good at raking the infield. My family would come out to the games and my girlfriend would wear a jersey with my shirt on it. And the only time I touched the field was to like, you know, stomp the mound or like rake the ma- uh, home plate. Um, but I played baseball in college where I started doing stand up. Um, I linked up with the Impractical Jokers about six years ago. Uh, and so I tour with them all around the world. Um, doing theaters and arenas as their opening act and also uh, i'm going to be appearing in their movie been on their television show um and when it comes to kilmer and michelle stud i uh i had a podcast with john kilmer for a number of years uh, but outside of that we've been friends for a long time and uh, i've known mike through kilmer for probably six or seven years eight years so it's been amazing to see like his growth and him as an artist grow and, and change with the times as we all get a little older, you know what I mean? Um, so so one of the things that I wanted to hit on was kind of, I know that you, the way I I became a fan of yours was back when you were doing the podcast with John. And when you guys were doing that, I was I was listening to that and uh, and I just loved you guys. And then from then I've been a fan of your stand-up and, um, and your other content as well. 
but um just talk about maybe like maybe like your your favorite moment or something or or talk a little bit more in depth about your relationship with john because i know that you guys work a lot together on different projects whether it's music videos i know you've done some some music together or or podcasting or obviously um we're familiar and we're going to talk a little bit about the movie you did with him but like kind of talk about your relationship with him a little bit in depth yeah so i, I met kilmer actually the it, it's a you know the music and comedy world is surprisingly small and so when i was in college i had a radio show in orlando florida um and it was called the backstage pass and, and i featured a lot of like up and coming like hip-hop artists a lot of college hip-hop artists and uh when i was in studio when i was at the radio station we were like an fm station and i, I was getting like first spins for like a lot of like mike stud songs and uh huey awesome. mack and um jake miller those types of artists like when they were just coming up um sammy adams and i was i was spinning a lot of their stuff and when i was in the studio i'd be watching their music videos uh in the studio because i was playing i was a lot of the times like i didn't have the record so i had to play them through um play them online so i'd be watching their videos and when I went to go do my own comedy music video, uh, it was a song called Lob Wedge that came out probably like eight or nine years ago. I saw that the John Kilmer Studios at the front of all these videos for the songs I was playing at the radio station. So when I wanted to do my first video, I was like, I don't know who this kid is or it's a guy. I don't know how old he is or what he is or what he is. But I reached out to him directly. I was like, I want you to do my music video. So sight unseen, I flew him down to Florida. Uh, we became really fast friends. We did that video together. And uh, from that point forward, we were just like really good buddies. I moved up to New York the following year. Um, we started the podcast soon after that. Uh, we, we did like 40 or 50 episodes. Um, we did live live podcasts in Boston, New York, Florida. Uh, we did one in London. And uh, we had a great time. The podcast was awesome. Unfortunately, you know, he, or fortunately, or for him, unfortunately, for the podcast, he moved to LA, and I just I thought that the podcast would suffer if we tried to do it remote. You know, a lot of the show was based on like uh, our chemistry in the, in the room together, and I don't think it was going to work. But Kilmer and I, we've done the movie, which was like a huge goal of ours since the beginning. We've shot a television pilot called Checked Out, which we're really proud of. It didn't get picked up. Uh, we were actually pretty proud of our rejection from Comedy Central, but we still did it. Okay. Um, Music videos, we've written a lot of stuff, and, and we've, we just had a lot of content together from writing music, doing music videos, podcasts, movies. Um, we've right. run the gamut of, of all entertainment, live shows, and uh, he's just, he's a really good guy and, and um, someone that I love working with on all aspects of entertainment. He has a really good head on his shoulders when it comes to, like, producing quality work, and um, and also he's a fucking great guy to hang out with. For sure. Uh, before I... I want to digress for a second because I kind of like to uh, every time I have a guest on, um, I like to ask this question and uh, probably should have asked it earlier. When was like the turning point for you where you kind of said, I have this passion of like being funny or an entertainer. But like when when was like the turning point for you where that changed from a passion to more of like, I'm going to take this serious and this is like my thing I'm really going to run with. Was it a certain project or maybe a time of your life? Um, it's, a, it's a good question. I mean, honestly, as a stand-up comedian, as in any, like, form of art, it's always the question of, like, the amount of time that you put in versus the amount of money that you make. And usually that equation doesn't work out in your favor for a number of years. 
So for me, I was out of college. Um, I was working at a golf course in the morning and then at night I was doing shows. So, you know, you have to like supplement your income as you get to a point where you can be good enough where someone can pay you. And then once you're at that point, you have to grow your earnings to a point where you don't have to work as much anymore. So for me, I really feathered out the amount of work that I did, um, through a number of years and, uh, got to a point where, you know, you're a full-time entertainer and that's a very difficult, that's a difficult place to be, you know, becoming famous, everyone looking for fame and money and all that stuff. It comes in phases. Uh, comedy takes a long time. So for me, it's like, it started off as making money in comedy was the first goal. Then it was like making enough money where I could work less and then making enough money where I didn't have to work at all at anything else. And just to make a living doing comedy, you put yourself in the top maybe five or 10% of all comedians or even entertainers in general. And then from that point forward, you know, the fame and all that stuff is like the top 0.01% of people who are like famous or like, you know, known. And so I'm still striving to like get to that next level, you know, but just making a living doing comedy is um, obviously the first goal and and the journey has been a lot of fun. But as far as like a a pivotal point, I think moving to New York was a big step, big, very expensive step, but one that kind of put me as far as like commitment level, that was like my commitment check of like to myself that I was going to commit to make a big move for, you know, the possibility of, of moving up in standup. So that would be the point. I think committing to moving to New York, getting signed on to the Impractical Jokers tour gave me that confidence. So I think that was like the turning point for me. Yeah, shit, man. Sounds like that check is cashing for you. Let's go back to the um, to kind of good segue. You were kind of talking about uh, how this is a little gradual step. And I'm sure one of the bigger steps is doing that movie with John. We've had uh, obviously John on to discuss it. We've had multiple... Uh, multiple actors and actresses that have been in the in the uh show most recently we had babbitt um he's amazing oh Uh, great guy funny guy yeah so um we just had him on uh, just recently what um what was your perspective of making the movie like uh going into it you know it seems like there's this reoccurring theme of every single person that we talk to where it's like it was kind of a whole bunch of strangers coming together in the beginning, but then at the end, you guys just formed this, like, little movie family. But, like, give your uh, perspective on that and how it was for you. Well, you know, John and I had this idea for the movie from the point that we did the pilot. We wanted to do a movie. And, like, John has always wanted to do a movie. Um, I've always been interested in the process. I was a film minor in college, so I kind of, like, I had no idea what we were getting in for. I don't think John knew what we were getting in for. And um, the whole process started probably two or three years ago of like just working out what the screenplay would be. So John kind of took the screenplay under his wing and, and, and drafted stuff. And we had a hundred emails back and forth on what the final script would be, you know, from changing the idea completely to like redrafting and redrafting and punching it up and working on it. And, um, uh, it, it was really quite the process. But then from that, you know, I kind of headed up all of the casting. Um, you know, I, I cast a lot of the, the folks I knew from the comedy scene, like Mark Gagnon, who plays Steve, was uh, someone that I worked with on the scene in Orlando. And Alex Babbitt was a comic that I had worked with in New York. And um, so the casting was like a long, tedious process. Going through one uh, other 
thing that I did was going and getting all the location scouting, which is like, I learned a lot in that process. That is like a schmooze fest of like trying to convince a restaurant to give you their space for like six hours when you have a shoestring budget and you know, you haven't done anything before. So man, I mean, the whole process for me was a huge, it was a huge learning process. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of sleepless nights. Like I, I slept like four hours a night, like if I was lucky and it was long days, but you know, I think John and I look back at it and we're, we're proud of what we did with how much money we had. We were so happy to have great uh, partners and sponsors like yourself to like allow us to do it. And, um, you know, our whole goal from the beginning was to make this and make more. And uh, that's what we're trying to do now. But we had a great team. You know, we had a really good team of people and um, we made a lot of new, of new friends and learned a lot. Awesome. So, uh, Kyle, let me swing it to you. I know you uh, you wanted to ask him about his podcast he's working on. Well, yeah, before before I get into that, I just wanted to say, you probably wouldn't have even known at the time, but I was actually at the Boston premiere. So I just wanted to, sh- I wanted to just go there. I was probably the only person there that you didn't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I brought, it was me and my buddy, and but we wanted to go and show support because we really like what you guys do, and I've been following you guys for years. So um, it was it was an awesome, it was awesome uh, to see that for sure, live, awesome. you know? Yeah, thanks yeah. for coming. Yeah. And, uh, nope. Did you see the? Have you seen the new uh, edit of the film? I have. Yeah. Jo- John sent me a link a couple months ago. Yeah. Yeah. We were we were happy to get the. We really rushed to get to the premiere date in November because we knew everyone's going to be around Boston where we're both from, and uh, we were really happy with the showing for that. And mm-hmm. we tweaked it up and punched it up a little bit, and we're now we're in the festival circuit. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, thanks for coming, man. Appreciate the support. No problem. I also have a little thing here from Donkey who. I wish could have could have been here today. <laughs> right, that, I was gonna I was gonna get into that at last because yeah. I know that he's probably gonna listen to this and he's gonna be dying to hear his name. But go ahead, man. Yeah, uh, he just said to tell you that there should have been an elderly walker as a prop at everyone at everyone of his at all of his shows. I don't know he phrased that <laughs> wrong, but um, yeah. Uh, so you just talk a little bit about your your Boston show you just had. Um, well, I was just, I did, uh, I do these cooking comedy events and, uh, I've been doing them around the country, uh, for fans or they're sometimes ticketed events, but also they're, uh, private events for fans, but it's, uh, it's pretty unique. I do, I cook three courses and, uh, usually with wine or beer pairings and then do a full stand-up show, but I cook everything myself. Uh, I have a little bit of a restaurant background. My parents owned restaurants growing up and I love to cook. So I paired my love for cooking with my love for stand-up to create like a really unique, uh, night out and so I did one in Peabody uh, and man it was a lot of fun we had Donkey there who's uh he's always a big hit whenever he enters the room the guy is like he's a classic dude and yeah, for um, sure we had a we had a lot of fun so it's it's trying to com- try and make like intimate uh, nights of comedy and and food that that I think people uh, have been enjoying so that that was the last um, Boston gig I have but I did the Boston Garden this year which was obviously a big high highlight uh with the impractical jokers uh that was like a sold out show in january and that that was a you know definitely a milestone in my comedy career to be up on that stage growing up in boston and and that was a you know big deal for me and um what i do you know Mm -hmm. have you guys ever made it down to the uh hampton beach casino because i'm i'm from around there that area and i know impractical jokers come there every so often during the summertime yep that was my uh first weekend ever performing with them i performed at the hampton beach casino ballroom with them Oh damn! That was like July, yeah, July, July of 2013. It was a long wow. time ago. And then we did the S 
HNU Arena. Does that sound right? No shit. That's and where I went that to school. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So we, we did that about a year ago. Yeah. And so those are my two New Hampshire gigs I did with them. Oh, man, I'm sorry I missed those. I didn't I didn't even realize you were part of the tour. That's Yeah. I wish I could have gone. Those are big ones. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Now, tell us a little bit about the uh, podcast you got going. Uh, so I'm doing a podcast uh, now called Taste Funny, which is, uh, again, goes back to my cooking, comedy, uh, live shows I do. So I interview uh, chefs, restaurateurs, comedians, uh, a lot about their relationship with food. And uh, we do taste tasting. T- uh, tastings of like different new snacks that come out and um yeah it's, it's supposed to be just you know a light-hearted like food show to get uh some of these people that you see on like, maybe influencers on instagram or restaurateurs or chefs that you like uh on a microphone where they otherwise might not so surprisingly there's not a lot of podcasts for for food specifically so mm-hmm. i just try to do like a you know a light-hearted version of a food show what's your What's your favorite food to cook and what's your favorite food to eat? I think they're probably both the same. Uh, I'm a little bit Italian, I'm Armenian and Italian. So for me, my favorite food to eat is always Italian food. Like you stick me at like a dope Italian restaurant, like I can go in all day. Like I, I, I don't think I'm never not in a mood for like really good pasta, pizza, chicken parm, shit like that. And then on the other side, I like cooking Italian because usually it's pretty simple ingredients and you can do a lot with the little. So. I think Italian food is like my go-to staple, but I like experimenting with new recipes and uh, I'm, I like, uh, you know, trying and failing is a big part of cooking as it is in comedy. So, you know, people send me recipes all the time and uh, I like to try it out. One thing I'm not really good at is baking desserts and stuff. So I'm trying to expand my knowledge on that stuff. That's cool. So, uh, so what's going on? Um, you have the podcast you're working on you have your your live show um outside of that what else is going on for you or is that what's consuming your time pretty much um yeah it's it's constantly on the road so every weekend i'm on the road um doing shows uh somewhere so you know this depending on when this comes out like this weekend i have shows at the loft comedy club in springfield mass which you guys are nearby definitely come down um Mm -hmm. and during the week i'm either podcasting or working on a variety of projects you know kilmer and i are already starting to uh, brainstorm for the new film. I have a television show that I have that's currently in development. Uh, we're trying to get that sold. And uh, I have a special coming out with Joe Gatto from the Impractical Jokers that should be out this year that we filmed uh, in New York, which is, uh, <laughs> it's all based on this book I wrote when I was seven years old that my oh. grandmother found. I wrote a handwritten book when I was seven mm-hmm. called The Mystery of the Man. <laughs> uh, my grandmother found it and uh so joe gatto and i we do a live reading of the book i wrote when i was seven and uh it's gonna have animated aspects to it and uh, it should be out uh hopefully before the end of the year as a special that's awesome damn man you're super busy unbelievable it's crazy (laughs) you know we talked to we talked to people uh who was it the oh uh we had the independent wrestler from texas and he was just telling uh he was telling us about how he's just bouncing all around, driving back and forth through Texas. But like, I I could only imagine what it's like for you and and that that crazy schedule. And what uh, is there something for you that like helps you uh, like like get away from that? Are you a meditator or like what is there? I'm sure the schedule has got to be a little crazy. I'm just always doing. Yeah. Sh- it's a it's it's like a very open. My schedule is like very open, but also 
you know, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself. I'm sure if you spoke to Kilmer, it's the same thing. Like you have to be self-motivated to be right. a full-time like entertainer because nothing is given to you. You know, I can't just wait for a check. So the self-motivation is like the most important aspect of like my weeks. So even if I'm not like at a comedy club one night, I'm still like sending emails. I'm trying to get booked. I'm like working on different things within my act or there's always something to do. You know, it, ne it never really stops. But when I take a step back from that, like if I'm honest, like I love watching movies. Like I'm like, I love horror movies and I love watching food documentaries and, uh, you know, between those two things, I just, that kind of like really veggies me out. I listen to podcasts when I, I, I go on, like sometimes I'll just go for long walks and just listen to um, a podcast and that kind of like resets me a little bit. Mm -hmm. But for me, like, my escape is like, I love watching movies, uh, eating good food and, uh, you know, traveling whenever I can, that really helps break up the weeks, you know? Right. So I think the, I think the last two questions I got for you are, uh, and they kind of go together. You mentioned that you listen to podcasts. What, what are some podcasts that, uh, that you listen to and, uh, where do you pull inspiration from? Is it like, uh, daily stuff or do you have like, um, maybe people that you look at and kind of idolize what uh where do you fall on that um uh, as far as podcasts i listen to is a little cliche as a comic but i listen to a lot of rogan um right. he has guests that are either that i know or want to know um and then from the comedy world so it's, I mean, it's, it's not cliche man he's the best and yeah he he's a you know what i like about listening to rogan is he never claims to be an expert on anything and mm -hmm. he kind of i don't know if it's a comic in me or just the, the bro in me but he asks the questions that I would ask. So listening to him is very easy because when someone goes off on a tangent, he often will ask the question that I would ask. And so right. I find listening to him uh, to be interesting. And he has a good knack for finding guests that are um, that have are doing interesting things and from a, a wide variety of um, careers and and currently and, relevant as well. You know, he's very yeah. he's got a good pulse on the culture. Outside of listening to Rogan, which will probably be, it's a long form podcast. So it's like whenever I'm on a flight or a bus, wherever I'm going, I'll throw a Rogan podcast on and it helps me kill two, three hours. Um, but the other podcast I really like, uh, I like this podcast called Court Junkie, which is a nice um, episodic podcast. So each episode is a different like murder mystery case and you get the beginning, middle and end of the case all in an hour. And it's, uh, it's hosted by an attorney. I believe in New York and it's, uh, it's well done. Like I, I, as someone who podcasts, I can't imagine the amount of work she has to do to put these together because in audio form, she has to pull all these audio from like case files, um, in like the courtroom and all this shit to like put together a story in an hour. It must be a fuckload of work. Like, no, I wouldn't want to do it. So, but it's fun to listen to. She does a good job. So court chunky is another one. If you're looking for, looking for one to check out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I forget what your other question was. As, as for, like, where you pull inspiration from, is it, like, more from within, or is it... Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good question. I mean, inspiration as a comic, everyone has a different style, and uh, I don't think one is... There's any that are right or wrong, or, uh, you know, to say that it's... You know, there's always room for improvement. For me, I have to have things, like... I always have to keep my antenna up for different things that inspire around me. So like, it could be a conversation I have with someone. It could be 
something I see just walking down the street or something you hear. Um, and I just try to write it down on my phone and then let that germinate and then try try to bring that to the stage in some way. But there's not really a way that I, I do it. I, I kind of let things come to me organically. A lot of comics have to like sit and write for an hour a day, which is like a good practice, but I don't do that. Um, but, you know, there's things that I want to do as well. But for right now, like for my whole career, I just keep notes on my phone and, and try to uh, let those let that grow into something, you know. Awesome. Kyle, we got anything else? If not, we can let him plug his stuff. Yeah, go, go right ahead. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, um, go ahead, plug your uh, your Instagram, your social, anything that we could check out uh, the, on the Internet or anywhere that you want people to go catch you at, man. Yeah, I mean, if uh, anyone's listening wants to follow me, uh, Instagram is uh, probably the most universal platform for me. Everything for me is uh, Jiggy Comedy, so J-I-G-G-Y, just like getting jiggy with it, at Jiggy Comedy um and yeah i'd love to see uh anyone listening on my instagram you can set, shoot me dms let me know you listened and kilmer and i will definitely be have uh more things coming this year uh more premieres coming around for the rest of the country for the primrose and then hopefully we can make an announcement for our next film before the end of the year okay awesome man that's that's all exciting stuff can't wait to see everything i mean i know i can speak for both of us we're huge fans and i'm sure a good portion of our fan base is good fans of you so just keep being you man thanks for taking the time i'll be in touch too i'll send you a dm but uh but other than that uh thank you thank you yeah thank you guys appreciate it and uh yeah uh love the clothing line too you gotta plug that clothing line man love <laughs> good stuff that palm tree dig it there you go <laughs> love it thank you very much yeah, thanks Shane. You guys have a good day yep take care man With the top down, low top veins and the cold frost bite sound. Damn right, not good for the heart. But nothing is, so I take on the part. Go grab the good, I take in the part. Finish line flows while you head back to start. Gas push, yeah, we taking it off. Gas list, but I'm taking me off. Talk shit, it's just ticking me off. Clap tick tock, I'm just taking the shot. But you not. Headed off to the bar for a call. All right, skinny dipping in the
time is where we really gonna get it. I got my circle with me, don't care where we headed. I'll play my cards, but I'm passing on the credit. We gonna make it cause the homies went and said it. We finna eat, so this table, I'ma set it. Weak serve, you go bump it, I'ma set it. Landlord, I ain't working with no tenants. It's all love, like I'm Roger with the tennis. Pack the punch, we do it right. Take a swig and drink slow. Drunk and bored in this flight. I don't care where we go, cause we got no limit in sight. Yeah, I don't care what we blow. All I wanna do is have a good time, and you know, no. My swag is automatic, like a lights in a beamer. I wear the finest fabrics, I was born as a dreamer. Individual, this music was all teamwork.